Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your host, Tom Skull and Jim Dout. So I just put a little topical cream on it and a shot of penicillin and it cleared right up, which is nice. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you had been to Africa lately. Well, um, I wasn't, Jim. Uh, that's the funny thing, and so it really confused huh. the doctor. So, huh. yeah, but we're okay now. Well, I, I guess that'll teach you also not to shop at Safeway. Oh, hmm. And if Safeway, uh, yeah, let's just not shop there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say something bad, but they might, uh, they might want to sponsor us someday. Hashtag Safeway. Hashtag Safeway. Uh, this is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom, and uh, that uh, beautiful Safeway voice is Jim Doubt. Hi, Hello, Jim. sir. How are Hello. you? What's I going on, welcome. huh? Uh, happy to be here on a, on a new Tuesday night recording night. Pretty yes. happy about that. And I love that we didn't mention that last week, that we, <laughs> we, are, we, are, switch, we are switching our days. <laughs> I, did, I did put it on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and our that. 14 Twitter followers, I don't even think, cared. Uh, so, uh, we I did get one person, listener Katie, reached out and said, no, you guys are part of my Tuesday routine, because she listens to us Tuesday morning. And I said, well, now we can be part of your Wednesday routine. So, so sorry, Katie, but uh, this helps, because uh, my well, see, Fletcher, my son's in baseball on Mondays now, and I'm the assistant coach, not by choice. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Mondays are just a little rough for both Jim and I. A, little, there's a lot of stuff mm. going on Mondays. So, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So I, I am enjoying this extra time we had. I really feel like uh, I feel like uh, feel like I'm ready for this show. <laughs> I've. You sound like a new man, Tom. Well, yeah. Well, after the surgery, yeah. So. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. You know Touché. what I haven't said in a while, Jim. Jim, doubt you are without a doubt my heterosexual life mate. Hmm. It's like music to my ears. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Uh, so what is going on, Jim? How was, hey, how was your hey. Mother's Day? Did you call mom? Did you like my Instagram post? I did like <laughs> I look really young in that photo. Well, that was, that was circa Oktoberfest uh, 2006, I believe. Wait, are we going to talk about the past? Hold on one second. All right. No, let's not do that. Okay, I had to crack a beer for this. Yeah. <laughs> Circa what? Nineteen what? Uh, two thousand six, I believe. Was that, that was Oktoberfest? That, that was Oktoberfest. Oh my gosh! What if you know anyone who goes to? Uh, I don't know if they still do it. I assume they do. But anyone in Tulsa, Oklahoma, during Oktoberfest, go to that thing. That is fun. Whew, it's one of the biggest ones in the country. Yeah, actually. it's amazing. I still have some uh, some Oktoberfest pictures, like the pictures of beer, like the um, oh yeah, yeah take yeah. home and it had the different years on there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. 
So yeah, it was a lovely picture, Jim. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat clean shaven in that picture, which is interesting. Mm. I haven't seen my face in a while. This whole beard <laughs> and stuff. Um, no, we didn't do a whole lot. Uh, we just kind of hung out. We went out to dinner Saturday night and then just sort of hung out on Sunday. Nothing crazy. I had to work on Saturday, so uh, I tapered off my weekend a little bit. Ah, yeah. Well, I know what that's like. I work most Saturdays. It's, yes, uh, it yeah. does. It does put a little damper on the weekend, but. Uh, Sure makes for a fun Saturday evening when I get home and I'm uh, raring to go. <laughs> so here's one for you real quick before yeah. we, we get on with our shenanigans. Yes. Um, so last week I was at work on, on uh, we'll call it a Wednesday. Okay. And I get a phone call from the missus and she asked me, hey, did you, uh, did you go to Best Buy recently? Uh-oh. And I said. Yes, but what's I don't, the point? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't really. I thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. Right, yeah. I I don't remember right. uh, why, and she's like, did you did you buy anything there? I was like, I don't know. I maybe bought a CD a couple weeks back. Why? And she's like, did that CD cost $247? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good CD. Are you right? Oh uh, so apparently somebody had uh, stolen my debit card number. Nice. And ordered off of BestBuy.com. So uh, I have nice. to, I have to wait for it to clear my bank, and then I can dispute it with the bank, and and uh, it's not a really big deal. But then I show, I come home from work on Friday, and there is a box from Best Buy on my porch, which I did not expect to actually get delivered. Um, I know where this so, is going. Go ahead. So it was a. Well, I don't know if you do. I think I it do. Was a, it was a Bluetooth speaker okay. that someone had bought and shipped to my house, and the the only thing I can assume is that the person it's a local thing maybe a gas station or something and they were um waiting for it to be delivered so they could steal it off my porch so they couldn't be traced to it but i live in an hoa and there's really no way for them to park and not be noticed by my neighbors so they just gave up and left this is an interesting story because when we were living in tulsa oklahoma um, I was living in an apartment building and this same thing happened to me. I got someone mm. stole my debit card number of somehow and bought uh, like a $2,000 computer. Whoa. Yeah. And by the way, it didn't have $2,000 in my account. I was so, going to say, yeah. I was going to say you were making that Tulsa photog <laughs> yeah, money. How'd no, you get that no, in there? I was uh, overdrawn by quite a bit. Um, but so what it turns out, yeah, it turns out I, you know, figured out that, um, Someone purchased a computer, but they said this is the scam. They they knew of scams like this in the bank, and they ordered it from like Gateway or something. It was like this is a while ago, so when Gateway was still around, is there a Gateway or Dell or something like that? Yeah. You know, and the the people from them there, I said, yeah, this is a scam that's going. This is what's going to happen. They're gonna someone's gonna. He's like, do you live in an apartment building? I'm like, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna buzz your apartment, and they're gonna say they're from UPS. They're here to pick up that thing because they ordered it to my house they just like you, they ordered it to your house and so that happened a guy came guy said this is so-and-so from ups i have a package to pick up and i just said no no you don't and the guy just no, like don't. yeah yeah i got it and i'm like nope no you don't and then he's left and uh and and really? never heard from me. yeah and so and i got the money you know refunded and everything but it was like i mean it was a pain in the butt because i had you know because I was with, uh, I'm not going to mention by name, Bank of America, but and they were screwing me over by, the, you know, oh, you're overdrawn funds. I'm like, yeah, I was overdrunk. Someone stole my crap, you sons of mm. bitches. But uh, that's what happened. So that's why I thought you were going to say, like, they're going to, like, someone's going to pretend to have come pick it up. And- Maybe they will, but I already got rid of it. And and I, I took it to be- back to Best Buy and, and returned it. 
and uh, there was like a 16-year-old girl behind the counter that thought it was going to be a bomb. She actually <laughs> said that. And I was like, you fucking, come on. Oh, Jesus. And then her manager came over and was like, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And, and returned it and credited my account. Wow. But my bank, I bank with a bank called PNC. It's out of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. And, they have a great uh, ballpark. They do have a great ballpark. Yeah. And uh, they were cool about it. They're like, look, um, if, if Best Buy doesn't want to return the money to you, just leave it there. And we'll fight them for the money. We've already created your account, and then it's our problem, and we'll get the money from them. Like, cool, do yeah. your job. That's, that's awesome. you know, that's great. That, I think, especially within the last five years, I think banks now. I don't use Bank of America anymore or other large banks. Um, we go through a credit local credit union, but um, they have that's stepped the up go. their game because of recent CEOs who have screwed over their <laughs> clients and other things where now, so PNC is probably like, no, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Yep. You know, yeah. cause before they would probably fight it like they did with mine, which was like seven, eight years, gosh, maybe eight, nine years ago now that probably happened to me. So yeah. Cause it was before, uh, it was even before I met Dana. So it was like, yeah, it was like nine years ago. So, well, I mean, when you figure how big those companies are, say like PNC, for instance, which is more of a regional thing, yeah. but they've got to have hundreds of thousands of customers. And out of those, I bet they get a fraudulent call. I mean, I bet they get almost 100 fraudulent calls a day, if not more. Oh, definitely. So they just yeah. have it down to a routine. Right. They're just like, all right, here you go. And I mean, they eventually yeah. figured it out. We'll figure it out anyway. I mean, they hire people to figure that stuff out. So Yeah, right. Wow. Well, good. Well, I'm glad uh, Well, I'm glad uh, we figured that out, Jim. Was, we're, I feel like MacGyver there for a second or like Magnum P.I. You know, we had to... <laughs> I was really – I told the lady at Best Buy, I was really just more disappointed they didn't order anything I wanted because if it would have been a PS4, I would have lobbied to keep it. Oh, yeah, and I would have told you to keep it. Yeah, 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 but I don't. I didn't need a two hundred and fifty dollars Bluetooth speaker. So no, I have a Bluetooth speaker, and I think it cost me fifty bucks, and it works fantastic. I I bought one. Uh, it's like an iHome one. That's it's a what little I have. Cube. Yeah. yeah, I've got one of those. I got it at Best Buy for like crazy cheap. So yeah, yeah, it, go with the iHome. Fun. It's been I've had mine for like three, four years now, and it works perfect. So yeah, there you go. No, you don't need the two hundred fifty dollars one. Sorry, uh, Best Buy, you're not going to make that sale for any of our listeners anyway. Okay. So there you go. That's yeah. my uh, fraudulent story for the week. I like it. I like it. Fill, I like just it. filling in the gaps. So we buddy. have a Crime Stoppers uh, segment in our show now. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Well, hey, we're gonna um, we'll get to our topic eventually. Here, our topic this week, Jim, is songs of summer or summertime songs. Yes. However you want to say it, whatever. I'm not sure how to say it correctly, but basically, it's songs that you and I like that mm-hmm. um, we like to listen to in the summer or make us think about summer. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I went with. It doesn't necessarily have to be about summer. It's just a no. song that you, when the weather's nice, you roll down your window, you crank up the radio, or yep. you get home after work, and this is what you put on your stereo, or yep. on a weekend when you're playing cornhole in your yard, this is what you want to hear. That's yes. That was the basis of yes. our song. Picks. I like that you said cornhole. You know, that is a very, if people who don't know what we're talking about, cornhole is the is the beanbag toss game, or bags. Everyone bags. calls it something different. And yep. my college, we called it bags. I didn't start we calling it, it cornhole see, until same here. I, yeah, I didn't start. I, I would we, rather call it bags. We call it bags here in Minnesota, I think, and that's why I started going. But then um, my wife and her family call it cornhole, and that's kind of why I started here. And they're from Texas. Yeah. And um, but then it's it's traveling around, so it's like cornhole in a lot of places. So, um, but it's basically the uh, you know when you drink too many beers, it's just the drunken bean beanbag game. That's what I call it. It's perfect. Do you have your own set, Jim? I do. We had a set made for my wedding. So, 
And we still have that set. We had a set made too. It, um, as a housewarming gift from our, our last nice. house we bought. A friend made it. Yeah, he put he put the Pabst Blue Ribbon logo on it, which I is weird because that's a really horrible beer, <laughs> and I don't drink it, but it looks really cool. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what our topic's gonna be. We'll get to it, but a couple a uh, couple things uh, here. Um, I would like to say that uh, you did a tremendous job on your featured appearance on another podcast. Oh, yeah, on a Topic a Month podcast. Yeah, that was, yeah uh, it was a really good show, man. I, I like the show. I like the topic. Uh, I'm going to start listening to it. That was a great podcast. Oh, good. Well, yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, our, my time. I felt like I sounded kind of stupid. You know, like, oh, why would this guy want to talk to me about uh, this topic? But <laughs> I, I think it worked out. It was fun. It had a lot of fun. His cats, he, he's, he records and his cats run around and it freaks me out. I don't, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a little scared of cats. Um, was his name Aiden? Is that right? Aiden, Aiden, yeah. Aiden, yeah. He's. It was really good. He's a good host, good voice, and I'm not just saying that because he had nice things to say about me. Right. Uh, but it was. He was really good. I'm going to listen to the show. He does love you, Jim. He does think <laughs> you're great, and that's uh, very nice. You know, and I believe he's a avid listener of our show. So, uh, so, uh, um, yeah. So hopefully he'll like that we we mentioned it. But we, I seriously, people, if you get time, go find it on Podbean and iTunes. It's called a topic a month. And um, he basically, all four weeks of, you know, he comes out on Fridays, I think, and he picks a topic for the month, and then he just splits into four weeks. He has a different guest on, and they talk about it and stuff. So it's really cool. So check it out. So I'm going to subscribe right now. And click. Uh, so yeah, we are talked about our new time, Jim. Like I said, we're, we are going to start recording on Tuesdays, and, and Tuesday evenings here, and so, um, you know, people get used to that. Um Quick shout out to we gotta get it. And it's not even a quick shout out. Listener, our listener, uh, one of our t- favorite listeners, Carla, made <laughs> she did it. Jim, I said someone's got to make a st- the sticker. Tom is mean to Jim, and she did it, and she sent them to us. I mean, I'm I'm speechless. Uh, that is incredible. I, <laughs> I was like, no way. It's like, yeah. So she sent them to me. Um, I I I just I put yours in the mail today, Jim. And so you should be getting it. And she she wants to make it even better. She didn't put our logo on it, so she wants to make some logo. And there was people reaching out to her on Facebook asking to get them. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and then she's talked about, like, hey, do you guys want to do shirts or something? So we're, we're we got a lot to talk to her about. And uh, so that's really cool. I mean, I mean, it's just amazing if anyone actually wants something with our logo or our names <laughs> on it. But it's really flattering. It's so so cool that she went, you know, took time out of her schedule to do that. And I believe she just graduated. I know for fact she told me she just graduated college. Um, so she's you know she's got a lot of stuff on her plate, and she did that, and so that's really cool. So it's, it's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Awesome, totally awesome. So thanks again, Carla. And uh, yeah, she, you know, maybe you'll be our our, our merch person, our marketing person. Yeah. <laughs> so um, cool. That's all. That's all I kind of got. We don't have a lot of news uh, coming up. Uh, I, Jim, um, I believe, I believe there's some things going on in the world of politics, and I know we don't talk a lot about politics. I know you like to talk about it. I love politics, especially right now. But I. I yeah, I believe I though we really kind of have like to mention this. Like this, is, about it. this is big news. I, th- I mean, this is really big news, and so I think we should potentially we should talk about. It. I, 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 I think America is about to get great again. <laughs> in my, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> you know, the world loves a comeback story, and you know we're at the bottom, and we're coming back. And uh, so, Jim, what what happened today? <laughs> I mean, what didn't happen? It's it's every it's literally every day for the past three or four weeks. It's just like, hey, this crazy shit happened, and the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, that doesn't even hold a candle to the crazy shit that happened today. It's just it's unbelievable. It's um, so today, wait. Comey came out and said that uh, a bunch of stuff that Obama or uh, God, that Trump had said to him, and uh, he wrote a memo about how he told him not to fire Flynn. It's just it's unbelievable. Um, the now there's more paper trail, and it's I don't know, man. I don't. I personally don't see how it can't start the conversation of impeachment. Hearings. Oh, it, yeah. I mean. It's, it already has. I'm sure it has. I mean, it, it's just, this is going to make a great freaking movie. <laughs> I just got to say that. I mean, I you mean, can't make this shit up. He, I mean, how insane are these, to get that many insane people around each other is is incredible. And this is just absolutely crazy. And uh, it's just, it's just, it's going to happen. The, 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 the the game is over for this guy. His political career is over. This is just the beginning of the end. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this year, it's definitely going to happen next year because guess what's coming up in 2018? Uh, votes for a lot of the House and Senate seats. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people are pissed off. And so, yeah, it's just hilarious. It's every day it's... you wake up and we, I, my wife and I, will, you know, we sit on the bed and I, I, or I have the iPad and I'll read the news, you know. I usually Yahoo News or just Associated Press or something, and uh, you know, like, and I'll chuckle. She goes, "What?" And I'm like, "Ah, you should see what he did now." <laughs> it's all it's always said, and she's, we, it's like every day it's something ridiculous. So, well, what's what's going to be even more gross to me isn't isn't when God willing he gets out of office because I I mean it almost has to be a thing that happens now, but um, when his supporters in the house and the Senate, people who've been standing up for him and, and fighting along with him, like say a Paul Ryan, for instance, or Mitch McConnell, uh, once he gets out of office and then they totally go back on everything they said and, Oh no, we didn't support him. We just had to do, I mean, that's, that's what is going to make me sick. And I hope it's political suicide for anybody like Paul Ryan, who stood by him. He's going down with this disaster. He should. And he needs to, he needs to. He's yeah. And again, I, Again, I don't always like to talk about politics, but I really think I have a handle on this one. <laughs> he's going down <laughs> with them. Uh, the thing is that he won't get impeached. He's going to. He's going to quit. Okay. For anyone out there who thinks he's going to last four years or eight years, no. He's and he's not even going to get impeached. He's going to quit once the impeachment starts looming. <laughs> because so, if he's impeached, it means he loses. And exactly. He won't lose. He's going to. He's going to uh, uh, resign like uh, Nixon. You know, like. Right. And yeah, so oh, it's just a, what an orange-headed buffoon. What a moron. <laughs> it's so. um I don't know, man. I I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's, it's going to be you, you know what? It we'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be something else. And uh, whatever. But we're, Jim, let's not talk about politics anymore. Even though I, <laughs> we can talk about it all you want, but uh, I want to get into our our show. Is that okay? I would love to get into our Can show. Can you guys hear those birds? My God, Jim, are you in paradise? I, I, <laughs> uh, it's it's Cleveland. 
It's Cleveland. Uh, uh, I moved my office outside tonight and sitting on my patio doing the show. Oh. Pretty happy about that. So you have nice weather. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was like 80 today. Uh, we went from winter to summer, and I'm sort of fine with that. Yeah, we do the same thing here, but uh, we went from winter to summer, and now we are in spring because we've had three days of thunderstorms, mm-hmm. and um, I delivered mail all day in the pouring rain, um, and that's fun. Uh, we, you get rain gear and stuff, but if that much rain, it gets through eventually and you're just like freezing. I, I couldn't wait to come home and just sit by the fire. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and just ask and just, I just, just Jim, I just want someone to hold me and tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> I need an adult. I, I didn't want to adult today. That's what I didn't want to do. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, uh, it's supposed to rain in the next two days, but I have the big weekend off. So I'm looking forward to that. I have a friend's bachelor party that I have to go yeah. to. And uh, I feel like I'm way too old for these things. <laughs> but uh, I'm still going to go and have a lot of fun and probably drink a lot. So, Good deal. All right. Let's get into our show, Jim. Okay. T- top five summertime songs coming at you hot. Let's go. What do you got? All right. My number five. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do a summertime list without a little bit of reggae on it. <laughs> I like I like reggae, Tom. Uh-huh. I do. So I had to do a Bob Marley song, and it was hard for me to narrow down because I do like some Bob Marley, uh-huh. and I went with Stir It Up oh, for, my, for my number five. It's a great song. And it could have I almost went with Three Little Birds, but I, Stir It Up is definitely my favorite uh, Bob Marley song, so I stuck that one on my list. I've always liked Bob Marley, and I don't really know his entire catalog. I just know Legends, which is his greatest hits. So I play that a lot. Um, but if you ask me to name a bunch of his albums, I can't do it or any hidden tracks other than, um, you know, the main ones, Buffalo Soldier and, and a handful of others. But uh, this one, Stirred Up, was uh, released in 1967 as a single. Um, it appeared on a 1973 album called Catch a Fire. And I became familiar with it when OAR did a live version with Junior Marvin from The Wailers, from Bob Marley and The Wailers. And they did a mashup of their song called Night Shift uh, with Stir It Up from one of their live albums. I was hoping you were going to say this because I was going to throw that nugget in there if you didn't mention that. But that. Oh, yeah. Because OAR is one of my favorite bands of all time. Me too. And uh, I love it. It just goes from Night Shift right into Stir It Up. Oh, it's anyone out there, look up. OAR stirred up live and just on YouTube or something. It's awesome. So. Oh yeah, that that's what made me fall in love with the song before I before I really got into Marley because I love OAR too. Yeah. Um, and I have an OAR. You can go on OAR's website if anybody's a fan of them. Um, at least you used to be able to go onto their website and look up their old concert posters, and they'll autograph them for like five dollars. So I so I have a a show from uh, the Adler Theater in Davenport, Iowa, which is where I'm from ish, give or take and all of the band members signed it and I have that framed in uh, in our house it'll probably go in my office here because I'm losing my, I have a corner of a room where I can put my shit, like yeah. my comics and stuff like that yeah. and that's going to be the nursery so now I'm moving all of that stuff to my office at work um, so uh, my wife and I honeymooned in Jamaica mm-hmm. uh, which was incredible, I have stories but I, I wondered when we got to Jamaica, like, do people still listen to Bob Marley like every day? And they do, and they just sing Bob Marley all the time. Like, that, that's not that's a thing. Yeah, it you really think like, happen. do people in Australia drink Fosters? And you're like, no, they don't. But in Jamaica, no, right. they listen to Bob Marley. 
they they drink Red Stripe and they listen to Bob Marley oh, and Stripe. they love their lives. Like uh, there was like a we stayed at a Sandals and there was a late night grill where all the guys would just get stoned and then serve you like jerk chicken quesadillas and all this awesome food. Nice. And they're just singing Three Little Birds and they're just happy and that's all they do. And I thought like, you know. If all I did was listen to like Springsteen every day, like an American icon, and that's the only thing I listen to, I would hate Springsteen. But these guys still love Marley decades later, and I think that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Good pick. So yeah, song. Bob Marley and the Whalers with Stirred Up. Nice, nice. I I like that one. That's a good one. That's one I I have I have a list of this was this list was harder than I thought it'd be. I thought oh yes. I can pick five songs easy. No, I have like thirty here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I love summertime music. That's the thing. Like, this is my life. This is what I do. My, my wife and I, we sit on our back deck looking out at the woods behind our house, and we sit out there until, like, midnight, and we sing songs and drink some mm-hmm. beers. And so this is, like, my favorite thing. And I didn't realize yeah. that to pick five of these, it was hard because I could, I like to want, I want to listen to all these songs, you know? Yeah, I mean, and in my life, in general, I have to have music going on all the time, no matter what I'm doing. If I'm working, I have to have music. And when we come home, we always have music playing, no matter yeah. what it is. And yeah, summertime totally. music is the best. So I just started our smart TV. We finally were able to get Pandora on it. So I have like nice. a summertime 90s jams playlist going all the time. It's pretty great. That's, <laughs> we have the same thing. Jim, it's, it's like, a great playlist. It's like, we're, it's like we're really good friends. We should be friends, Tom. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll talk to my people. We'll have lunch, mm-hmm. and we'll see if good. there's something we can work out. <laughs> Let me pencil you in there, Jim. Friendship question mark. Got it. All right. So, are you done with that? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, just almost choked to death there. Um, okay, my number five um, is also a song. Did you? When did you say "Stir It Up" was from? Nineteen sixty-seven. Oh, okay. This Originally one, sixty-seven. This one um, is from nineteen sixty-six. Um, actually, came out in July fourth of nineteen sixty-six. A little, uh, hmm. which is kind of interesting. But it is Summer in the City by The Loving Spoonful. Oh, that's a good song. I love this song. <clears throat> now, I I, pre- I I say a lot of these songs I like to sit on my back deck, which I would like to listen to this one. This is one I like to drive around the summer and listen to. Um, it's just really cool. It's, um, really cool to you know have the windows down, and uh, it's an awesome song. And um, Summer in the City, you know, like I said, by Loving Spoonful. It was um, written by uh, singer John Sebastian and their their bassist Steve Boone, and then John Sebastian's brother Mark, who's not in the band, um, is on their album "Hums of the Lovin'." <laughs> Sorry, I just love that they, everything in the, with them is the lovin'. So, <laughs> gosh, gotta love hippies, Jim. Uh, I do. I would have su- been one. <laughs> I was born way too late. Yeah. I know, uh, but I love this song. It's a really fun. Uh, most, I think a lot of people know what the song is. I'm going to play these songs underneath us talking, so people will probably recognize it. But uh, the song features a series of car horns and um, in a jackhammer sound because the sounds of the city, you know. And the song, actually, if you listen to it, it's it's them talking about summer in New York City is what they're doing. But it's uh, so you hear those sounds, and they um, so they actually brought like a foley artist in. To make those sounds, you know, like they would back in the old movies, you know, to make thunder, they'd bring, you know, some, hit some tin foil or something. I you love know? fully sound yeah, effects. Yeah, love fully sound effects. There's a great sound. Uh, there was a great podcast out there that was about scary stories, and they would use foley audio, and it was just awesome. But we'll talk about that at another time. Um, anyway, it became a gold record. It's actually on the Rolling Stones uh, list of 500 greatest songs of all time at 401. <laughs> 
So it's in there. Um, <laughs> Joe Cocker covered it, which I love Joe Cocker. He covered it on his 94 album. And then um, and Joe Jackson, which he apparently had an album in 2000. Didn't even know that. But Shoeless? He also, yeah, Shoeless Joe Jackson. No, the guy who hit Michael. That guy. That Joe Jackson. Um, he <laughs> What? <laughs> I saw that VH1 movie. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, he covered it as well. Um, his songs in uh, um, the one I remember from is uh, "Die Hard with a Vengeance" was the third movie. That's I don't know if you remember that movie. You know, Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Jackson. But the, the mm-hmm. movie starts off where it's showing all these shots of New York City in the summer, and the song is playing, and so that. Um, it's just it's a really cool way to set the tone and then a bomb goes off and you know then die hard starts but uh i always remember it from that um yeah i absolutely love this song it's just really fun like i said just driving around listening to it um the like i said the uh john sebastian steve bone boone wrote it but mark sebastian his uh his uh his brother john's brother uh was 15 years old when he actually wrote a poem which was this song and John liked it so much that they they kind of branched off it, and uh, and um, so they took his fifteen year old brother's poem and made it into this song. So I thought that was pretty sweet, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's just a really fun, really really cool song. It just it gets you geared up for the summer kind of thing, you know. Especially in August yeah. when it's like super hot because it's talking about how hot it is and stuff like that. So. Um, here's a little tidbit for you, Jim. This song was used during the looting sequence on the Simpsons episode of Papa's Got a Brand New Badge. I don't know if I remember that. I don't remember that one either, but I was like, oh, I got to put that in there. Um, yeah. So, and then it was used in, uh, in 06 and 07, a lot of the famous Gatorade ads was used during that time, uh, during those commercials, the piano of the song. So people have sampled it a bunch. Um, even, uh, what's his name? Uh, Big Sean had it in his song featuring Eminem. I don't remember that one. Sorry. <laughs> I think it actually came out this year. It's your year. ringtone when you call me. No. Is, that, is this weird? Oh, yours is just, uh, never mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have, I mean, I, I could go on with a bunch of facts on this song, but it's like people, this is a great song. Just listen to it. It's a good, it's a good tune. It's a good tune. That's a good pick, Thomas. Thank you. Can I call you Thomas? No. Um, okay, so let's move on. Number four. Yep. Your number four. My number four. Um, see, I like. I have a lot of favorite bands, so I kind of went through my list of favorite bands and then had to narrow down a song from my summer bands, okay? Right. So one of my favorite bands of all time is 311. Ooh. And they have another album coming out uh, here coming up pretty soon. For those of you who don't keep up on 311, they actually have 11 studio albums plus live and EPs and stuff. They've been they've been cracking out some tunes for a while. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite songs by them that's just a good hanging out, drinking on a patio song is Amber. Ooh, that's a good song. It is a good song. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's uh, number four on my list, Tom. There you go. Okay. Thomas. Well, it makes sense. Um, it was released in 2002 from the album From Chaos. And it was written that the lead singer of 311's Nick Hex- Nick Hexum, who has a a solo album too that's really good with a quartet. It's actually very good. Um, but at the time, his fiance was Nicole Scherzinger, uh, later from Ooh, the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote this song about her. Hmm, she's a hell of a dancer. I didn't know she danced, but yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, 311 was formed in 88 in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, if you want a vacation there, call it Omaha. It's much more tropical. Yep. yep. The name, there's a lot of myths about uh, how 311 got their name. And one of them when I was in high school, I remember, because the, their self-titled album came out like when I was in junior high with Down and all mixed up and on it. And people said that it was the 11th letter of the alphabet is K, so it was KKK. Uh-oh. And uh, that, that is not true. No. At all. It's actually the police code for indecent exposure in Omaha because their original guitarist was arrested for streaking. Like you do. Right, right. Uh, but I, I've seen 311 in concert, and it was probably the best concert I've ever seen. Nice. It was uh, in Rolla, Missouri, uh, kind of a small college in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. And 311 played in the gym. Uh, they, they put a stage at the at center court, and we they played in the gym. Um, probably it was St. Patrick's Day. Probably 300 people there, and uh, it was just an incredible show. Uh, they have a live album, and uh, when they play their song called Applied Science live, and they played it at the show I was at too, their drummer does this like epic drum solo. And when I saw him. Their drummer was doing this crazy drum solo, and then the other members of the band come out with their own drum kit. So they have five drum kits all at one time, and they're all playing. And it's like it was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen live. And I wasn't a, a big 311 fan before I went to that show. My friend Jason uh, bought the ticket, and he was like, "You're coming." So I took a road trip to go see it with him. And uh, just seeing them live made me a huge fan of the band, which is to me it's kind of rare. I usually have to know the music before I see them live, and. Um, this one, they just blew me away. They made me a huge fan. Nice. So, Amber is a very chill song. Um, it's one of their slower, more reggae-ish type songs. Very relaxing. And uh, that is my number four. Well, I like it. I like it, Jim. That's a good song. That's gonna make. That's gonna be on my summertime playlist. Better be. All right. Um, all right. Well, my number. Uh, what, what are we on four here? My number four. Jim, Jim, do you like country music? It depends. It depends. Um, I like some of it. I like some. Uh, I like some George Strait. I like a little bit of Kenny Chesney. I like a little bit of Brad Paisley. I hate country music that's like really gimmicky. Right. Like uh, rolling around in the grass for ticks and all that. <laughs> like I don't like that crap. But there are some good country <laughs> songs out there. Because <laughs> you're love... lo- you're actively looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a song, my friend, uh, and uh, and uh, I love Johnny Cash too. Of course, of course. Well, I'm of glad course. you. Okay, I I am also the same way about country. I like country, and basically, I like country in the summer because they actually have some good summer tunes. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Kenny Chesney, and I'm going with his song "Summertime." It's, I don't know if I know that. Song. Oh, it's a great song. Um, it's from uh, 2006, and it uh, came out with his uh, album "The Road and the Radio." Um, it's actually written by um, Craig Weissman, and uh, he wrote a lot of he wrote a lot of country artist songs. And while he was actually working on the song "My Old Friend" for Tim McGraw, he uh, he took a break from writing and went out on the back steps of his office. And he said it was the first night when it's warm outside. You know that summer feeling. You, you just you could smell the grass growing, and you can kind of you hear some bugs and stuff. So he walked outside and he just kept going, "Man, summertime! I love it." 
And he just kept saying it over and over again. And then he, he went back in and worked on this song with Tim McGraw and different things. And the next day he just kept saying it and saying it. And he goes, you know what? This is the song. We should write this song. And that's kind of how it formed. So it's just because just because he went back and he had this feeling like, yeah, it's really nice out. And that's exactly what I feel when I'm sitting out on our back deck. It's just like it's nice. You know, it, when it's dusk or it's dark and it's still warm out. And it's just an awesome feeling. And, um, yeah, and so... Uh, he uh, he also talked about how he you know uh, he said why he's like I'm from Mississippi so as a kid from the South summertime was the start of the year for him he said you know January yeah it's the official start of the year but he's like it wasn't until summertime because that's when school was out that's like that was the start of my year and then it ended in June yeah. <laughs> you know like that kind of thing so um, he's like and he's like I'd rather he's like I'd rather it be summertime you know write a song about summer and stuff than write another Christmas song because at the time he was writing a lot of Christmas songs for country artists. <laughs> So he okay. kind of, it's like I'm writing something that nobody writes anymore, and he wrote a song, song about summer. But that's kind of how that came about. But um, yeah, it's an awesome song. It just talks about like a lot. Of, Kenny Chesney sings about like a lot of different activities that take place in the summer. I mean, he's sitting there, um, you know, the the ball game's on, and and so baseball's just started, and you crack a beer, and it's just like it's a really fun, relaxing song. When you come home from a day at work, you just listen to it, and it's just it's just really really fun. So. Um, uh, Kenny Chesney had an interview with uh, country music television. He's like, for the f- for the past twelve years, summertime has meant listening to road. Uh, summertime for him has been listening to road cases roll around on semi trucks and listening to fans in the lawn. He's like, it's meant suntan suntan oil. It's meant playing basketball in the parking lot with the crew. And it's meant being able to re- reconnect with a lot of people out there that live out with our music. He's like, that's what I thought about when I heard this song. He's like, and, and what, he's like, I want someone to always think about what they think of in summer. So it's, it's weird because as soon as I hear it, I think about something personal for me. Like, you know, like I'm gonna sit and listen to the Twins game and drink some beers, and he listen, he thinks of it as, well, when I'm on tour and I'm trying to take a break from all the craziness and playing basketball with the guys, you know. So it's, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. I don't, not a huge, I'm not a huge country fan, but in the summer, I'm like, I'm all about it, and I don't know why that is, but I don't know. Old. Kenny Chesney is one of the guys I can get behind. He's got he has some really good songs that I do like. And when I was in high school, um, he had just started out. He had just done like "She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy," which is one of those songs I'm kind of referring to when I'm yeah, talking about like yeah, gimmicky not... songs that I don't like. Right. But that had just come out, and somebody had given me a ticket. Like a friend of mine um, had a ticket to go see him and broke his arm and couldn't go. And I went with a couple guys. He was playing. Nobody really knew who he was at this point. He wasn't big. And he played at an opera house in Burlington, Iowa with Phil Vassar. And there was like, I don't know, maybe like maybe 200 people there. And uh, it was incredible. Like, again, going, I didn't even like country at the time. And I went and saw him play. And like, I went out and got his greatest hits um, a couple years later because I had like all those great songs from him on. I I still like him. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's one of those that's like, I do like a lot of his songs, and he don't really admit it or like think of it. But it's like I really like that one. I left off my list of his, and I hope it's not on yours. But it, I don't. You don't have any Kenny Chesney on your list, do you? No. Okay, so no. the other one I left out is when the sun goes down, and that's a little more famous. Yeah, that's, that's a good song. That's a more famous yeah. than summertime. But I, I, I based it on like I felt like when the sun goes down is more of like. I'm on the beach in Florida, so that means I'm on vacation. So I took like a vacation thing out of it and just went, what do I listen to? Yeah. Even though I'll listen to that song too over and over again. So, but uh, yeah, he has some good songs. And you're just like, man, it's yeah. really good. And 
you know, it's okay to like country, Jim. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be ashamed. (laughs) There's a, he has a song called what I need to do. That's really, that's probably my favorite song he's ever done. And young is a really good song too. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Good stuff, man. Glad you chimed in. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, He has one called blue chair too. It's another cool one. I like that. What's it about? My old blue chair. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Anyway, what do you got, Jim? <laughs> okay. okay. What's your uh, number my three? Number th- my number three. Okay. Am I ruining this whole show for you? No. No. It was – no. You're making it better, buddy. Oh, that, that's not true. <laughs> um, okay. So number three on my list. This is, uh, this is a band that I refuse to listen to for a very, very, very long time. Okay. And uh, it was like the I just didn't I didn't I didn't like the fan base. And when I went to college, it's what all the frat guys listen to. And I just would not listen to Dave Matthews Band. I just that's where I draw the line. I cannot do it. And then a few years ago, literally like three or four years ago, I was like, that's and that's like the style of music I love is what he plays. That's sure. like that's my jam. So yeah. like you know what? I'm gonna listen to Dave and I'm gonna give him a chance because I've been so close minded about him for so long. And uh he's very good, Tom. Very, very good music. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. He's I like I'm I'm actually a pretty big Dave Matthews fan now. But I just I hated like the stigma around him and the frat guys who listened to him and it just drove me nuts and I refused to do it. But it's, I really like his music, and one of his songs that I love, um, probably my favorite song of his, and I just had it on uh, earlier tonight, is uh, Ants Marching. Oh, that, and that's a great song. To me, that's a song that I just want to crank up and open the windows and uh, put it on repeat, and I really love that song. So my number three is Ants Marching by Dave Matthews from uh, 1993's, uh, or 1995's, I'm sorry, Under the Table and Dreaming, which was their first um major studio release in 93 it was on their independent release called remember two things so i'm sure there's a lot of dave matthews band fans out there going it wasn't on under the table dreaming so it was on remember two things first oh they're so, so there high they don't even know what they're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh and then the title i love that title of that album too yeah. to me and that's still my favorite dave album i have all of his albums that's yeah. his first one is still my favorite crash is a great album too but i love under the table and dreaming and they got that title from the line in the song um and it's uh, it's just taken about like the monotony of everyday life and kind of the status quo and going through the motions and kind of uh, hints at Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Um, if you've ever had to read that in high school, he has a whole essay about ants and um, this kind of follows theme with ants marching. But uh, yeah, I mean, I... I, I feel stupid like so many other things I feel stupid for being so close minded about Dave Matthews for so long and refusing to listen to it for so long and then finally like got my head on my ass and was like you know what he is really really good and that's a very talented band and uh, now I've listened to everything he has even his solo Some Devil is a great album too yeah I, I never disliked him I always liked him I was never like a huge like <clears throat> Dave Head or whatever they call him you know um, but I always liked them, and I had this CD. I got it. Right, um, I think I got this CD through through what was that? Columbia, whatever thing. Columbia House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably where I got. It. But I, it's awesome. And I, the, when I heard Ants Marching for the first time, I was like, oh, this song is awesome. Uh, it's it's so good, and it's it's really rare too for a band to have a debut album that's so 
great. Like a, a lot of bands, even like a band like U2, you can go back to their first album and listen to it, and you can tell they have the framework for what they're going to be. Yeah. And it's still a good album, but they it isn't until like their third or fourth album where they really hit their stride. They've hit their stride from track one right. of Under the Table and Dreaming, and it's a phenomenal um, debut album. And then Crash was their second album, and it's as good as Under the Table and Dreaming. It's crazy for a band like that to come out with a sophomore release that's so great you know i was even listening to um live at luther college uh dave and tim reynolds earlier today and that's incredible that's yeah so, you're, yeah you're right about like coming out with a debut album that's just awesome we talked a lot about that with weezer in our 90s yeah. albums and if you want to listen to that you can go back in our archives and find our 90s albums episode how's that <laughs> for a plug on huh, jim not bad well huh? done our our archives our archives <laughs> Uh, you know what? Should you gotta, be hard to find. <laughs> we do evergreen shows here, okay? They're, you can listen to them anytime, okay? Anytime. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not specific to the to the the year they are made, right? Correct. All right, whatever. Uh, no, yeah, good, good pick, Jim. I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks. We're gonna have very different picks, I think. Which I like that. I like that we're gonna have different picks. I really do. There is one I left off my list, but I think it's probably gonna be your number one pick. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So my number three. This one's gonna be a little curveball, and I like to move okay. my curveballs at my number three. I don't know if you still notice the theme in our shows, but uh, you know, wings, the burbs, you know, all that stuff. Um, so my number three is it's a it's a it's a very old song. It's a very old poem originally, actually uh, from uh, eighteen ninety three. Oh boy. <laughs> but the song I'm talking it's it's so I'm thinking. Or I'm not thinking. I know it's America the Beautiful, but specifically the Ray Charles Bicentennial Edition from 1976. Okay. Now, Ray Charles, this song. If you, I think Jim, you probably already know. You you recognize this song from The Sandlot during the Fourth yes. of July, and we talked about The Sandlot last week. And I specifically didn't mention this song because I knew I was going to mention it this week. <laughs> so, um, but it's just awesome. It's a one of the most beautiful patriotic songs if you're into patriotic songs or not it's awesome and it's um and uh well, a little history about the song if you like i said 1893 Catherine lee bates was an english professor for a co- local college um in colorado and she was actually inspired the song inspired her because she took a lecture tour in colorado springs and she recalled just before um she recalled going up to uh pike's peak and uh, with all the other people she's with, and they hired like had to hire a prairie wagon because it was in the 1890s. That's what you did. Uh, near the top, they um, they got off the wagon. and They're looking uh, out at everything, and then they, she just noticed that she just felt this. With everything she saw, she felt this great joy, and all the wonder of America seemed to be displayed right in front of her. She could see the amber waves go green. You know, she could see blue skies, everything. So she got the, that's how she got the inspiration to write the poem, which initially became it was initially a poem, then it became a song, and then <clears> there's <throat> choirs and everything sing it. But it wasn't the most famous. Excuse me, <clears throat> I got a little frog in my throat. Uh, it wasn't famous until. Ray Charles was asked to sing it for this bicentennial celebration in 1976 on television, and it's um, it's awesome. His voice is incredible when he's singing it. Um, it's so soulful and it's so cool, and the words just mean so much 
to to me my personally but i just i just love it because it just like feels like fourth of july when i'm listening to it and i love fourth of july it's probably my favorite holiday and it's um it's another one i'll sit in the back and if i've had too many beers i will shed a tear while i'm listening to it but that's just <laughs> that's me um yeah so uh you know other people have covered it such as elvis presley and frank sinatra but it was it's charles version that's the most famous and it, yeah and i talk about in the sandlot best scene of the movie one of my favorite scenes of any movie is that fourth of july scene and they're gonna go play a night game because the fireworks can light up the field and that song is playing it's just so awesome so it's a little different pick but my wife and i will sit and listen to it and we absolutely love it and it definitely is summertime to me when i'm listening to it nice that's a good pick sir yeah and you know it's just it's just you know when you listen to it you just think you know it's just the sweet sounds of any town usa <laughs> if that song wasn't in the sandlot would you love it as much or would you even know it no i would i i do love it i i'm contrary to what some people but i'm very i'm a very patriotic person doesn't mean i like everything everyone does well who you know who would but i do like like i like the star said bangled banner you know but i like i just i like the song i like li- the words of the song but it's it's the way he sings it makes me like it even more. If it if it wasn't in the sandlot, I still would like it as much. But it's um, it was such a perfect marriage by putting it in putting his song from the bicentennial in the sandlot, and during that during the Fourth of July celebration, it was just it's just it's awesome. It's so cool. So you no, know, maybe I like it more because it's in the sandlot. But you know what? That's okay with me. So. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. You. Okay. <laughs> Told you mine are gonna be different. Uh, all right, I swear my number one and two are way better. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I'm going. We're just flying through this. That's okay. Um, okay, my number two mm-hmm. is uh, not a very well-known band, actually, which makes me sad. Um, it's uh, kind of along the lines of a Sublime. They're a band called the Dirty Heads. Okay. Um, maybe some people have heard of them. I saw them for the first time because they opened for OAR, um, probably back in 2010, I bet. Um, I saw them in, in Tulsa open for OAR, and then I saw them again with Pepper when we were in Phoenix. And then we had tickets to go see them here in Cleveland, and this was last year during um, the playoffs, and it was like... Playoffs? Oh, yeah, I don't know why you just did that. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Indians had a game that night. My wife got called into work, and then we couldn't go to the show. So anyway, the Dirty Heads, they're kind of like uh, kind of like a sublime, um, kind of like a reggae, Southern California ska band like that. Their first album was in 2008, and uh, it was called Any Port in the Storm, and the single off of it was Stand Tall. And that's the song I'm going with, Stand Tall by the Dirty Heads. And it had Sublime, it had uh, Rome Ramirez from Sublime with Rome, was the featured artist. And uh, they kind of had him come on. They're friends with the band anyway, but they had him come on to have some sort of clout with a radio signal, sing, radio single. Um, radio that signal? Album, mm-hmm. Okay. That FM, AM and FM. Wow. A 2008's Any Port in the Storm is, it's a really good album. And uh, there's a lot of really chill songs like Stand Tall. There's a song called Driftin' that's really great. Um, some really good like beach reggae relaxing stuff but then their half of the album is also like uh, a lot of hip-hop on it too and it, it 
it didn't i don't know it didn't flow real well it's a good album it just didn't flow real well and then their next two albums were all like beach music and really chill uh cabin by the sea is their second album that's really relaxing and you just when you go on vacation to clearwater or something that's what you want to listen to when you're on the beach it's a great album so check that one out then they did an acoustic album that's really chill uh, they came out with one called Sound of Change a couple years ago that's a little more upbeat. And then in, in 2016, they released their self-titled, which is uh, it's also a great album. They've really kind of found their sound now. It's a, kind of a mix between like a sublime and like a beach reggae. And it's just kind of a cool mix. But um, so the Dirty Heads, Stand Tall. If you don't know it, check it out on, on iTunes and give them a listen. Uh, any port in the storm might not be uh, your your cup of tea because it is a little bit hip hoppy, but uh, check out Cabin by the Sea. It's very very relaxing music. Oh, good, good. I, I have not heard of them, but I'm going to listen oh, to man. them. Guess what? Well, I'm going to add them to my summer playlist for my deck. You you really need to, and knowing that they open for OAR, now I'm really that should excited. be enough for you to jump on board. Oh, I love OAR. I do too. All right, that's good. That's good. We are flying through. So my number two, Jim, mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. was that mm-hmm. your number two? Yeah, man. Holy already, crap, we are flying through. I right. know. I'm going back to country here. All right. Wow. I know. I'm, I know. I tell oh, you, it's okay. the summer. It, 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 you ask me in the winter what I'm listening to. It's not the. It's not this. It's not these songs. It's not Rob the, Zombie. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like a little Rob Zombie. Not mm, bad. I do too. Not bad. Not bad. He makes okay movies too. Some of them are good. Some aren't. You know. I'll watch his movies, yeah. Yeah. All right, so my number two, another country band, and this song is by the Zac Brown Band called Chicken Fried. Mm. That's a good song. I love this song. It's so I like I was struggling with because I love his song called Toes, and uh, that's also about sitting on the beach and stuff. So I really wanted to put that one on there. It's probably my favorite song by him. But I like this one just for the what it says in the in the song. So so, so anyway, Chicken Fry came out. Actually, came out in 2003, and it's an interesting story because it's people think, oh no, it didn't come out to like 2006 or so, and that's when it was re-released. And so I got an interesting story about this, and I, Jim, I think you're gonna pre- appreciate it. Um, actually, it was written in 2003, and it, he released it again in 2008. In 2006. Um, this band called the Lost Trailers, also another country band, um, heard his song and asked if they could re- if they could put it on their album, cover it. And so uh, he says, "This is from Zach Brown." Um, he's talking about. He said, um, "He said, yeah, you guys can uh, you can cover it. That's fine, but just don't put it on the radio. You know, he didn't want them to get the exposure because of his, his song." And uh, so and they were with BNA Records, which is a big record company record label and um so they they did it they put it on their album and um suddenly zach brown is sitting listening to the radio and he hears his song being played but it's not him singing it and that royally pissed him off and he wasn't anyone big at the time he had an album out him and his band but they weren't big at all compared to these guys the lost trailers which i've never heard of so they didn't last much longer after this um so he uh and he, I'm going to leave out his Effenheimers here because <laughs> this is his quotes. But, um, so he says um, they got a deal through this. He goes, they got a record deal through this dude, Joe Galante, who like, runs Nashville. Again, I'm quoting the way he writes. So he said, he told them that's the single. And so the first time I hear Chicken Fried on the radio, it, was, it wasn't us singing it. 
it was like my worst nightmare. So I called my lawyer and was like, dude, the effing song is on the radio. And then he says, Zach, what's the deal with this? And he's like, and he's like, you could get blackballed out of Nashville if you get if you if you go after him for this. And he's like, you know, f that. The dude told me you wouldn't put f and do it, and so and then he did it. So I'm going after him. So they did a cease and desist, and he uh, and uh, got them to take it off the radio. It was only on for like three weeks, and uh, and so he. He, uh, later on, they re-recorded it for their 2008 album, uh, and uh, he he uh, he got to um, he met this guy who, who produces all Alan Jackson's music named Keith Stegall, and Keith came to one of his shows, and he went up and met Zach Brown, and he said, "Hey, I just wanted to come here and shake the hand that told Joe Galante to go f off," because <laughs> he thought for sure, you know, the, you know, because Nashville. For those of you who know, is like L.A. for actors. Like you, you, that's where you go to make it big. And if you piss yeah. people off, you could really ruin your career. And he didn't care, and he held to his guns. And then it became the biggest hit he's ever had. Five years after he actually released it for the first time. So, so that's it's kind funny. of yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. But the song is awesome. He, he wrote it with a, a buddy of his who owned a bar at the time, and they, he would play at Zach Brown would play at the bar. And after the show, after the bar was closed. He would sit with this guy, and they were, they're just talking about, you know, they're from Georgia, and talking about things that are from, they're southern and carry, <clears throat> sorry, characteristic of the South, and he put that stuff in the song. After the September 11th, 2001 attacks, a couple of years after that, they were having an anniversary, you know, they do anniversaries every year, and then that's when he decided, I'm going to add the third verse, which talks about, um, it's more a patriotic verse of that, and he, he was living with a buddy of his who was a Marine, and he just kept thinking, he's like, man, this guy, you know, does every, you know, does all this stuff, you know, for our freedom and stuff, so that's why we encouraged him to write the third verse. He actually took him like five, six years to write the song, he just kept writing new verses, and that's when he finally came up with all the verses. And so, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, it's, I mean, people, a lot of people know this song and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, it, I'm not from the South. I'm not, I don't claim to be, but my wife is, and it is very Southern. If you listen to it, it's very Southern, you know, but it's, uh, it's just a fun one to listen to again, sitting, having a beer and, uh, you know, I've, and he's fat and pudgy and with a beard, kind of like me. So that uh, makes me feel good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he, uh, he has. They have a. I think it's a live album. He does a cover of my favorite artist, and one of my favorite songs by him is song. It's Ryan Adams, and the song is called "Oh My Sweet Carolina," and uh, it's oh, yeah. on. Yeah, it's a good. Song. It's his. Yeah, it's one of his encores on a live album or something. Nice. But that's a Ryan Adams song, and it's uh, one of my favorite songs he's ever done too. And uh, before Zach ever recorded this with his band, he actually was pitching it around Nashville and and to other artists. And he actually pitched it to Alan Jackson. Um, and Alan Jackson said, um, "I just recorded several th- several other songs about food, <laughs> and I just thought I should not record another one at the time." Which just means he didn't really listen to all the words, you know. He just didn't want to record. <laughs> yeah. But he said. Um, but he said, I thought it was a good song and I was happy when they had, when they had their own hit with it, you know? So he was like, probably that, that's a line. If you read between the lines there, it's just like, man, I wish I would have recorded that song. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. Right. <laughs> Cause it's a huge song and it's still huge, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I love it, man. And I, and Zach Brown, he's like, 
he is country, but it's a little, I don't know, he's a little different to me, I think. You know, it's, his songs are really cool. He's got a little, um, kind of like Kenny Chesney. they got a little more beach quality to him, you know, the songs you're listening to. And, um, yeah, I just, I love that song. It's a, And it's another one. It's summertime, and we're going to be listening to this one all the time. So Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick uh, quick shout out because we were talking about Nashville music and uh, yeah, and I have some friends who are in a band down there in Nashville. They were playing on L.A. and they recently went to Nashville to try to try to make it out there. And um, they the band's name is the Cerny Brothers, C E R N Y Brothers. And these two guys went to my high school. Nice. And I didn't know them when we were all in high school. They were a couple years younger than me, but I'm friends with their manager. His name's Quinn. And we go back a long time. We go back, I don't know, maybe 15 years. And um, he he works with his band, and they're all really good friends. But their music is incredible. They went to an Avet Brothers show, and they're like, that's what we're going to do. And um, one of them plays banjo. The other one plays guitar, and they both sing really well. They're amazing so check them out the cerny brothers they're they're phenomenal um i've gotten to be friends with them over the last few years and i try to catch them whenever i can so they're a really good band good good we'll have to tell our buddy paul who lives in nashville to go check them out yeah i've I've told paul they actually played on his tv station our friend paul is a meteorologist in nashville and they uh, went on to his show and played music nice awesome yeah well jim before we get to our number ones um let's talk about some of the ones uh we left off our list Ooh, that, that's tough. Um, There's a lot of them. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to name one because I think it's your favorite. Okay. Um, but I I love Ben Harper and he's he's great summertime music. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, this one, when we brought up this list, this is the first song and I was like, that's going on my list, and then I ended up bumping off, and that's Summertime by the Fresh Prince. Yeah, that I know. And there's a there's a guy at work uh, was you're gonna you gotta have that on there. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna. I mean, it's a great song, but I don't know if it's gonna make my top five, and it didn't. I so. mean, it was it was. On, I mean, I put it immediately. I put it on my list, and then right. as I started to compile, I got bumped off, but. Um, anything by Jack Johnson. I like Jason yeah. Mraz a lot. Yep. Um, I like '90s rap. So to me, and like being a kid in like '92, '93, '94, watching MTV during the summer, it was like Gin and Juice and Dr. Dre and Coolio, and all those are like summertime jams to me. So Gin and Juice almost made my list. Yeah. Don Henley's "The Boys of Summer." Yeah, that one was going to be on mine. They kept falling down. That's a great song. Yeah. What about you? Um, I went. Uh, I, you mentioned that one. I um, and I yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Summertime. Uh, I had a couple other ones that were just yeah older, <clears throat> older songs. Um, uh, in the summertime by Mungo Jerry. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one. Uh, that song. Oh, you if you heard it, you recognize it. Uh, Cruel Summer by, by Banana Rama. <laughs> So, oh, um, Summer is '69 by Brian Adams. That yes, was a hard one yeah. to leave off. And we got a mess, a Facebook message from Michelle uh, when I said, "Hey, what's your top five? And I put it out there on Facebook. She's like, "Well, Summer is '69, duh." <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I agree. It's a great song. It just didn't make didn't make my list. Um, uh, Sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding. That was oh, a really a great one. Really hard one for me to leave off. Um, Center field by John Fogerty. Oh, that's uh, a good one. I love one. baseball, and I and I just I and I again any of these could have made my top five. I just the five I'm talking about is just the ones I chose to talk about, I guess, because these are all in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, some of those uh, those are some big ones. So, how about uh, is that yeah? How about your number one then, Jim? Let's get right to it. Oh, my number one, kind of like you. It, it's kind of I don't know if it's a curveball, but it may not stand out as like 
a, a, a summer song. I went with Bob Seger's Night Moves. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I, I love that song. I love Bob Seger yeah, anyway. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, yeah. Um, and I, as I've gotten older, I've started to get into like Mellencamp and Springsteen and Seger. They just they're like your super cool uncle telling you stories yeah you know and and they make you like nostalgic for a time that you weren't even alive in it's really amazing how he can do that um he wrote night moves in 1976 and it was it's kind of a coming of age tale about um his adolescence and his love as a kid um or a teenager i guess and it's um based on uh, a girl when he was 19 years old um, her name was uh, Renee Andretti, and he fell in love with this girl. It took him six months to actually write this song. Um, so he was in a relationship with this girl, and her boyfriend was in the military and was away. And then he came back, and she left uh, Bob and ended up marrying this guy. So he was just like left and brokenhearted. But that's kind of what the song's about, um, just like his love and adolescence. But to me, it, it's... I had like a, a great, great teenage years and a great group of friends and I loved summers in Illinois. And we would all be in a group of, I don't know, close to 10 of us would always get together. And um, there's a, a street in Moline called uh, 23rd Avenue. And that's a street where everybody goes and cruises and, um, you know, put stereos in their cars. And it's just like one giant car show. People still do it. I mean, my friend's parents used to do it. It's been going on for generations. And actually there's a a Bob Seger song called The Fire Down Below where he gives a shout out to Moline and that's why it's because of that strip Nice. Um, in a Bob Seger song but that's what it makes me think of just like um, summers when it's hot during the day and the sun goes down and it starts to cool off and everybody's outside and in their cars and, and mostly because of the end of the song where um, the song kind of slows down and he says it's funny how the night moves when autumn's closing in and that's what it makes me think of like summer's coming to an end it's it's um, like late July early August it's humid and it cools down at night and it's just like the perfect time of year and this song just makes me like nostalgic for that time before I was even born it's it's unbelievable how he, he does that but that song makes me think of summer and um, in a different way than, than a reggae song can I guess right that's cool. I like that. There was a song um, that I was going to put in here just because it made me, I listened to it all summer long, this certain summer when I was, I think, between 11th and 12th grade or 10th and 11th grade. And I really wanted to put it in there and I didn't because I want to, I, I, I just, it wasn't, it's not a summer song, but it was one that makes me, every time I hear it, I think that was one of the best summers of my life. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of regretting that I didn't put it in here. But um, I, I, I understand what you're saying, though. It's like that song just makes you think of the summers you used to have. And that's that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, that song, especially towards the end. Because like, Night Moves has has double meanings throughout the song. Right. Um, the beginning of the song is all about him having sex with a girl. But towards the end of it, it's just that feeling of, of how the night moves when the sun starts going down. And between the hours of like 9 and 1 in the morning during the summer, it's just, oh, perfect. just that... Yeah, that perfect time and how the night moves during the summer. Cool. That's a good one, Jim. I like that one. Thank you. Good. So my number one. I don't know if you think you, you think you know mine, but I don't know if you do know it. Um, okay, I'm going to be – okay, go ahead. It's I'm going to be surprised. It, it's an oldie. It's an oldie. Oh, then I did, I'm definitely wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, so mine actually – and I got a reason for it because it's from the 60s. 
this song. Okay. It's from 1964 by the Drifters, and it's Under the Boardwalk. Oh, wow. That's good. I, I love this song. Um, got a really cool story about them. Um, like I said, by the Drifters. It, uh, it uh, was recorded on May 21st, 1964. And I say the exact date for this reason. Because the night before they were going to record it, the band's lead singer, Rudy Lewis, uh, died of a heroin overdose the night before they were set to record this song. Um, he had sung most of their songs in the 60s since the departure of Benny King, who sings Stand By Me and a bunch of other famous uh, Drifter songs. Um, and so they brought in, after a while, like, th- there were so many different members of the Drifters, they kept bringing in other people, you know? So anyway, Rudy Lewis passed away. And so um, they, um, instead, of, instead of rescheduling, because they wanted to make their deadline and get the song recorded and everything, they actually hired uh, former lead vocalist Johnny Moore, brought, and he was brought back, and he recorded the song. And so on that album is Rudy Lewis singing other songs, but it's Johnny Moore who sings this song. And the last-minute move was actually ended up being a success because it's one of their best songs they've ever recorded and it's played constantly all the time it's a, it's also in the list of uh, Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time and um, many people have covered it including Bette Midler Rolling Stones, John Mellencamp, the Jackson 5 and Bruce Willis remember he had a short singing career jeez, <laughs> yeah, that was horrible, stick to the movies Bruce and uh, so yeah that uh, I absolutely love this song and the reason I, reason I love it and again, it's an old song. I mean, I was just, this song was out 20-some years before I was born, you know. And so, but what I love is my uncle, uh, two of my uncles at the time, and then it was just the one uncle, they had a band. And they did all these covers of like 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s songs. And they'd always play this thing in our, in our town called Music in the Park. And we'd always go and listen to them. And as a little kid, I remember going and you'd play in the park with your friends and stuff, and, you're, and they're playing, and they'd, they played this song. And they actually played this song at mine and Dana's wedding. And because they they played, we had the, we hired them to play, you know, to play our wedding. And I just, it's just one of those. It's just this you're running around the grass with your friends and stuff. And then I could hear my uncle singing the song in the background. And so I always remember it. And it just, I know every word. And I, I just absolutely love it. It's just, it's such a cool song. It's a, basically about a guy. It's, it's too hot up on the asphalt, so that him and this girl he's trying to make out with, they go <laughs> under the boardwalk where it's cool, you know, and. And uh, it's just a really fun song. It's only like two minutes and 50 seconds. You know, it's a really short song, you know, just like all the ones in the 60s were. And, uh, uh, but it's just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It was, I was trying to think which ones out of these are going to be my number one. And I just kept coming back to this one. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just great. And so um, I love all their songs. Uh, I played Stand By Me last week. I talked about it in, when we went in, in our, you know, our summertime movies. Uh, which is another one of my favorites, but this one definitely is summer related to me. So nice, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I love it. I love it, and I, you know, it's nice to throw in the, you know, the guy dying of a heroin over- overdose in there. I knew you'd like that little trivia. So well, I, I do love heroin overdoses. I know, so thank I know, you. I know. Uh, which one did you think I was going to have in there, Jim? I thought you were going to do "Hey Girl" by OAR. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's not. I I love that song, and that's uh, that's my song. That's why I think of. Uh, my wife that's my her ringtone that's the song that she, she loves because i love it because it's for her you know like and so i love that song but i listen to that all day all year round so i don't consider that as my summer song but damn that's a good song jim it is a great song that's a great song. oar is like uh it's like a summer band to me because they're just like it is yeah. you know happy jam band so i had i was listening to the wanderer before before oh, we did this 
one of my favorites by OER, and I well, you know, it's called This Town, and uh, yeah, it's oh, one of my favorite songs. So, um, oh, another real quick thing about um, Under the Boardwalk, um, there's tons of different alternate versions, people re recording things, but um, after Hurricane Sandy hit the Jersey Shore, uh, back mm. in to- 2012, um, Jimmy Fallon, Billy Joe, Bruce Springsteen, and Steven Tyler performed for they had a, a telethon Hurricane Sandy coming together and they performed this song and then they um they did a little couple of different renditions talking about the shoreline boardwalks that were damaged in the storm and stuff but uh that, I remember watching that too and I was like god this song is just perfect so yeah good Very stuff good, yeah good stuff but yeah see and I could pick any of these songs the ones you mentioned the ones I mentioned the ones we didn't even leave on our list it doesn't matter what what matters to me is when I come home from work at five o'clock in the summer, I'm changing my clothes. I'm grabbing. I'm putting on my flip flops. I'm grabbing a beer. I'm sitting on the deck and I'm putting this playlist on, <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to sit in, yep. out there for four or five hours. <laughs> and so, I, obviously, there's going to be more than five songs in that list. So it really could go anywhere. But I, all, I just, uh, I love this time of year, Jim. It's it's just perfect. So. Oh yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm glad to be back more in the Midwest where summer is bearable and uh a 90 degree day is about as hot as it's gonna get and just relaxing outside and uh, my wife and i are always outside on the weekends whether it's just on our patio or um out on trails and hiking or whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just happy that summer and we can jam out to this music and have a good time good stuff good stuff well jim i want to wrap up our summer theme shows next week with a with another one and then we'll be okay then we'll move on to some other things so what are we doing next I, I'm week? thinking we should do. I've always wanted to talk about this stuff. So I want to, I want you to think about between the you know your kindergarten year and your senior year of high school, okay? And what's okay. Co- what's coming up right now is the end of school. Okay, end of school time. Okay. So when you were that in that age group, what were the top five things you were excited about for your summer vacation, your summer break? That's where that's where our show is going to be. Yeah, yeah. You got five of them, or are you just sitting in the freaking cornfield? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. You okay. mentioned a couple on the show, you know, like you know, Twenty Third Avenue, you know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so wow, like, well, well remembered. I'm impressed. Was it? I was am I right? I don't. Yeah, know. It's, that was the road. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that would be kind of fun. Do you think that would be? Think that would work? It's going to. We already said we were doing oh, it. Oh, okay. Damn it. No, it'll be fine. We'll figure. We'll figure out the logistics after the show. <laughs> but then we'll get back into some other ones, and I. That's why I want to bring out the other ones. We've got a lot of requests from people who want to do uh, uh, PlayStation games, uh, Disney movies, um, fast food chains. We got a lot now in the hopper. Good. But what good. I want to do, yeah. What I want to do good. though, for sure, when we hit, we need like. 40 more or 50 more Twitter followers. And once we hit that, I want to put a poll out there and let, let our fans vote on what our next topic will be. Tell me, when are we doing, uh, when are we the pod being featured podcast? Oh yeah, that too. So the week of the May 29th, we are actually going to be featured on uh, Podbean as one of their featured podcasts. And Podbean is who we uh, use to distribute to everyone our, our, our podcasts and I think a lot of you actually go to the Podbean site to get our get our show, which is great. And so we're going to be one of the featured podcasts that week. Isn't that cool? 
Good. So that's not next week, but the following show. The so following two weeks show. from today that we record, that'll be the featured podcast. That's correct. We better have a good okay. show for that one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, we better pick a good topic for that one. Right. Yeah, so next week we'll have another dud, and then uh, we'll pick a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can come up with some fun summertime activities that we're excited about when we are on our summer break. I think we can. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to struggle with this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll change it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And we should have talked about this beforehand. You probably should have, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Instead of in front of the kids. Not in front of the kids. All right. Jim, where can everyone find us and hear us and, and talk to us? Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. Because um, you're listening to it right now. Uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and email and all your social medias yes all the social medias and you can listen to us obviously itunes and podbean and stitcher and google play and and everywhere we're worldwide jim (laughs) worldwide and seriously people go out there and rate us it really doesn't affect us if i mean we want we'd like you listening but go and rate us because that helps other people find us and we want we want to have more listeners, and so hopefully you give us a five star rating. But go out there and rate us and review us on iTunes, and um, and uh, a, you know, and I think Stitcher has a rating system as well, and other places like that. So please do that because uh, we really appreciate it. We're gonna keep doing the show no matter what, anyway. But uh, <laughs> it does help. It does help. So, oh Jim, I feel like I struggled through this show. No, I don't think so. I think you, I think you faked it pretty well. Oh, good. I've been listening to these summertime songs the whole week, and it's been raining, and so I'm a little, like, conflicted, you know. Yeah, it, today. Well, yesterday was really nice. It, it hasn't been nice here until uh, this week, and I think it's supposed to rain the rest of the week. Probably that storm system that's going through Duluth is coming here. Oh yeah, it's coming. You know what's nice, Jim? Your voice. I was just gonna say you're you're nice, but. Thank you. I don't. I think I have a voice for uh, voice for print. What do you think? I have a face for radio and a voice for print. So leave many options for you, buddy. Right. Well, this is why I'm in my basement talking to you. Watching Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. This is why you're the bottom of the barrel, and I'm choosing to talk to you. Oh. Uh, all right. Let's just let's call it a, let's call it a day, Jim. What do you think? It's. Uh, I think we've done that 45 minutes ago. Uh, what a horrible show. All right, sir. <laughs> I'm going to call you back in five minutes. I'm going to get my Axe body spray. Oh, which one? Arctic Blast. Perfect. Is that a is that a smell? Is that a scent? Or is that a popsicle? I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's a, a monster I think flavor. it's a little bit of both. I th- you throw some blue raspberry in there, and we got ourselves summer, another summer theme. That, that, that's a yogurt parfait, my friend. Oh, I love parfaits. That's going to be your new, your new nickname is Parfait Jim. <laughs> that's a horrible idea. All right, Jim, I'll talk to you later. Bye. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch I take her if I have one wish well, She's been gone since that summer Since that summer Hip-hop mama named Spick and Span Met you one summer and it all began You're the best girl that I ever did see The great Larry Bird jersey 33 When you 
take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Call me Willie Whistle, cause I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes went and drove me crazy. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. Left one day and never came back. Stayed all summer, then went back home. Macaulay Culkin wasn't home alone. Deep in love, but now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. When I met you, I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Cherry pants, cold crush, rock stud boogie. Used to hate school, so I had to play hooky. Always been hip to the b-boy style. Known to act wild and make a girl smile. Love new addition in a candy girl. Remind me of you because you rock my world. You come from Georgia where the peaches grow. They drink lemonade and speak real slow. You love hip-hop and rock and roll. Dad took off when you were four years old. There was a good man named Paul Revere. I feel much better, baby, when you're near. You love fun dip and cherry coke. I like the way you laugh when I tell a joke. When I met you, I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. She's been gone since that summer, since that summer. In the summertime, girls got it going on. Shake and wiggle to a hip hop song. Summertime girls are the kind I like. I steal your honey like I stole your bike. Boogaloo shrimp and pogo sticks. My mind takes me back there, oh so quick. Let you off the hook like my man, Mr. Limpin'. Think about that summer and I bug cause I miss it. Like the color purple macaroni and cheese. Ruby red slippers in a bunch of trees. Call you up, but what's the use? I like Kevin Bacon, but I hate Footloose. Came in the door, I said it before. Think I'm over you, but I'm really not sure. When I met you, I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. She's been gone since that summer, since that summer. When the summer girls come and summer girls go, summer worthwhile and summer so so. Summer girls come and summer girls go, summer worthwhile and summer so so. Summertime girls got it going on, shake and wiggle to a hip hop song. Summertime girls are the kind I like, I steal your honey like I stole your bike. Kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food seems to be sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summertime. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fish. I think it's if I have one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer.